God's purpose for you. And do you know how he chooses to achieve that purpose for you? Are we willing to trust him when every physical situation and every physical circumstance seems to declare how can we know? That question, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Who knows? Did they know? They did not have a clue. But who knows how God chooses to work within our life? We want to look at some principles that we can learn from the book of Esther. If you haven't read the book lately, I encourage you to do such. We already know the outcome. That's one of the beautiful things of how it's going to work out. Do we, know, do we not know that spiritually as well in our lives? I do not know how life will unfold, but I do know if I'm faithful to God how it will end. And that indeed is what matters to us. Read the book of Esther as it is being lived during the time that is written. We sometimes forget that God had his plan from eternity and that he's executed that plan throughout human history that it is he who has brought nations to rise and nations to fall. He has blessed his people. He has punished his people. And it all works within the time frame that we call history. We're living history now. It's all within this given time frame. And as you read the book of Esther in Again, go back and read what was going on in world history during this period of time. Read what God's people were going through. Read why God's people were going through what they were going through. Catch a glimpse of what's going on, reminding yourself that they lived in a world that was just as real and just as modern to them as the world is to us. They believed that in their lifetime they were to be blessed by God and sometimes not catch. God is not limited to working in a particular time frame of any human history, but he's working throughout all of human history to accomplish his purpose, which is to bring honor and glory to his name. We need to understand, first of all, that God has a special plan for your life. Is there any indication that Esther thought she was special? 
any indication in there that she thought, you know, I'm going to be the one that's going to save my people. It's not there. Consider how she got to where she was. The process that was involved in her being chosen to be queen. What had to take place before that took place? What procedures she had to go through during this process? And then what she had to go through as being queen? It's not by chance. You read the account, none of it is by chance. It wasn't just because, oh, hey, you look like you'd be a good queen. Let's go ahead and choose you. It's not by chance. God has a plan. The plan is not always fully unfolded before us as well. God has a plan for your life. We read over in Proverbs 16 and verse 9. In his heart, man plans his course. But the Lord determines his steps. We plan what we want to do. But God determines the steps that we take. He gives us those opportunities. He gives us that confidence in Him that regardless of how it looks physically around us can go back and read history read what the people of Israel were going through at this time of Esther but God has a plan and we may not fully see it in fact that was true of Esther and Mordecai was it not Who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Who knows? We don't know. How many times are we hesitant about taking a decision? Because we're not quite sure how it's going to unfold. And do we trust God in doing this? Jeremiah reminds us in Jeremiah 10 and verse 23. It's not within man who walks to direct his steps. We're good at wanting to direct our steps. We teach that in our society from a young age all the way up. You can be whatever you want to be. You can choose a course to follow, and you need to follow your dream. Pursue that course. And who knows whether that is the course that God has in store for us. It may not be exactly the same along the way. In other words, as you look at history, starting with creation, Adam and Eve, and you come on down to our present times of where we are today. God did not make a mistake where he has you today. You ever thought about that? 
God has not made a mistake to where he has you today. He didn't bumble along the way. He didn't say, well, let's kind of see how this works out and that doesn't work out. Oh, well, we'll try something else. God has a plan. You see it from beginning of creation. That he planned Jesus to be the redeemer before the foundation of the world. God already had his, has his plan. And he executed through history. And that's one of the, the marvels that we have in God. He takes us as human beings living in the time in which we live. Regardless of what time frame that is. And he uses us for his purpose. For his glory. And to give hope to those who stand in need. We spend a lot of our time trying to figure out, what's my purpose in life? What is it that God wants me to do? Should I go this way or should I go that way? And we go one way and it doesn't seem to work out and we wonder about it. Because that's the way I want it to go. And that door slams shut. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. God has a purpose for us. We waste time trying to figure out, serve God where you are. You serve God today as you are, where you are. And you honor and glory his name. And God will direct your steps. They may not be the steps you would want to have directed, or the location, or the, and the direction. But do you trust God? Do you? Do you trust God? He's not making mistakes. He has you where he wants you to be. You think about it. We've mentioned it times before. You just think about again. How many lives are involved in just making it possible for this assembly to be here this morning? How many souls were involved just in the immediate realm, if you will, of your becoming a child of God? let alone all the way down through history that taking place. God has you where he wants you to be at a time that he wants you to be there. Do we not indeed serve an awesome God? Serve where we are with what we have and God will work the rest. Jesus gave a parable in Matthew 25 of what we call the talents. And in verse 15 of that parable, the Lord gave to each one according to his ability. That's based upon what the person had done previously, does it not? To get him to where he is right now. That has to do with where he is at the present time. Is he willing to be that servant that's going to go out into the field and sow the seed. And that has to do with the future. God has you where he wants you to be at a time he wants you to be. It's let go and trust God. Sounds easy. Not always easy for us to do it within our life. We look in Jeremiah 18. The account of the potter and the clay. I don't know, you want to draw encouragement by reading that. 
again, you have to look at the time frame in which Jeremiah lived. You have to have an understanding of what they were going through in the world scene in which this has taken place. Is God with us? Or has he abandoned us? And Jeremiah is being told, God says, listen, I am the potter. And you are clay. The clay does not tell the potter how he wants to serve the vessel. The clay yields to the will of the potter in his hands. And as you read that in Jeremiah 18, again, it's interesting and to remind yourself, and as the potter being referred to as God, as the potter is making the vessel, listen to it, as he's making the vessel, the vessel becomes marred in the hands of the potter. Is that the end of the vessel? No. The potter is able to take that clay, put it in a clump of clay again, reshape it into a vessel of the potter's decision. Some of us have had our lives, shall we say, messed up. But God has not abandoned us. He's reshaped us. He's molded us. He's the one that's shaping us into a vessel that he wants us to be. I'm looking for, well, how can I serve? What talents can I use as I'm serving God? Rather than realize I'm the vessel that God is using. He gives what I'm, what I'm needing at the time that I need it. See, I want it up front. You know, I want to, I have the book. But I like to have the book that has my name in it. And I don't know how far, how far back I really like to go. But I want it spelled out. Okay, at this age, and I'm not going to mention any ages. At this age, I should be doing this. At this age, I should be doing that. At this age, I should be doing this. We try to plan it out. And God is the one who's moved us around. Again, we're here because... The hand of God. Job, economics, schooling, any number of things that are factors involved in that. To say, you're here this morning because of the hand of God working in a way that you do not see. And ours is to say, do I trust him in that? Second lesson we need to learn along the way is that sometimes... You have to go against common sense. You have to go against what others are advising. Even against what you want to do in order to follow God's plan. Esther was going to have to approach the king of which she did not have permission to approach the king. Consequence? Hmm. Death. 
may it be the direction of the king. It was against the law for her to even approach the king. But as we read in verse 16, against common sense, common sense says, hey, don't do that. (laughs) You could lose your life. Esther's response, if I perish, I perish. This is something that I have to do. As we're reading and as we're discussing in their life, what was going on in their history. Now, what needed to be done as the plots were being discovered and unfolded. She was the one that was in position to do something. And it may have meant the loss of her life. But if I perish, I perish. I would prefer to do God's bidding. Lose my life in doing God's bidding than I would to deny God to appease appease man who can never be appeased. You please him this time, you can ask a little bit more next time. They're never happy. But do we trust God along the way? As time unfolds, God's will does make sense. We've talked about that. You've seen it in your life. Things you did not understand at the time. Why did that happen that way? And down the road you get an understanding. Yeah, okay. If that had not happened, then I would not be here. If I had had my brothers rather than the wanting to do God's will. But God's will is to be supreme. Does it matter? I'm cautious when I say it, I know that. Does it matter where on the face of this earth I serve God? Does it? Doesn't matter in the least. It doesn't matter. As long as I can serve God. Been to places that I wasn't quite sure about going to. Some of you have done prison ministry. It's something different. When you walk through those steel doors, they clang behind you, and you're standing in a room that has mass murderers sitting at a table. Hmm. Question, are you sure, God? (laughs) This way you want me to be? And I said, I did not mind being there as long as he opened those doors when I was ready to leave. And there was a time when we had a group of young students training to be servants of God who had come down to the prison to have that experience. And we were inside, and I've been there for years, so they knew who I was. We were inside, and we were going to do certain things in a certain order. And after a while, that order wasn't followed through. And they were wondering why they were not going to another place in the, in the prison. And uh, <clears throat> they did not know until we left the prison 
that a weapon had been discovered in the prison, and the prison was on lockdown. Wherever you were is where you stayed until that weapon was found. It was found. But I'm simply saying, you know, you never know what God has in store. You never know. Do you trust God? He knows where I'm at. If I go there, I go. It doesn't matter where I go as long as I'm faithful to God, does it? Does it matter to you where you go? How you leave this earth and what condition or what position that you are at the time? It doesn't matter as long as I'm serving God. I desire to be with Him in heaven along the way. God gives you what you need, but only at the time that you need it. Sometimes what you do, you may not see an application for it later on. David tended sheep. Slew the wild beasts that were attacking the sheep. How did he know that that was just a training ground for for meeting Goliath? Trust God. And as you read that account, it's interesting to me at least, is that the God's army were stating that Goliath had defiled the armies of Israel. David said, Goliath has defiled the living God. Not the armies of Israel. He has defiled God. And needed to be addressed along that line, which you know the result as, as a consequence. Sometimes the best things in life come at the greatest risk. The Hebrew writer reminds us in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you, says the Lord. I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you, says the Lord. So does it matter where you are? Does it matter what the circumstances look like? Regardless of how overwhelming they are. I'm in a world that God has created. I'm in a world that God is in control. I'm in a world where God is my Savior. I'm in a world that God directs my life. What am I afraid of? He's there. Do I trust Him? Am I willing to follow through? Third lesson we need to learn, the time to follow God, is now. Well, let me wait a little bit. No, the time is now. Look at Esther 4, verse 14. If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. God's will will be done. There will be deliverance. Will you be his vessel or not? And who knows but that you have come to a royal position for such a time as this. Who knows? We look at the latter part of it. You're here for the time that God has specified. But notice the who knows. They were not sure. I mean, are you willing to put your life in the hands of a young girl in the king's palace? 
Your very existence depends on whether she is able to do the task or not. Who knows? And is that not part of the life we live as well? Who knows what God can do? Do we really know that he can do this? Ours is to trust that he can. They were not sure, and neither are we in our life. Who knows why you're here? And who knows the influence that you will have on one another, on our community, and elsewhere around the globe? Who knows why you're here and what God is able and God, what God will be doing with us in our life? Can we be, ever be 100% sure? I know this is what God has in store for me. Been down that road, doesn't work too well. <laughs> God says, you do not have a clue (laughs) what is in store for you down the way. We pray to God, seek his counsel and his will, but then we step out and do his bidding. And fourth, trusting God, trusting in God, completely brings great rewards. You trust God. And the reward is there. Look what took place in verse 17. Every province and every city, whether by the edict of the king, wherever the king edict went, there was joy and gladness among the Jews. There was feasting and celebrating. Read the last part. And many people of other nationalities became Jews because of the fear of the Jews had seized them. You live your life courageously for God. You're drawing your strength from Him in the first place. You serve God courageously. We're about the King's business. Let's not whimper about it. Let's do it. Let's be glad that we're in the house of the Lord and that we can serve Him. And it will be seen in the lives of others. Esther saved her nation. Her obedience saved God's people. The reward for her obedience was greater than expected. What was her expectation? If I perish, I perish. Did she expect the great deliverance that God would bring because of her decision? If I perish, I perish. I'd rather put trust on the other side. What great things can God do for the life that he's given to us? Difficult times, yes, always there. You go look at Saul of Tarsus in Acts 9 as he goes down to Damascus. And, and Ananias is told to go talk to Saul about what the Lord wants done. I read that. I mean, do you ever see yourself in that? The Lord comes to Ananias and says, I want you to go down to Saul of Tarsus and I want you to talk to him. Ananias responds, Lord, I mean, do you know who Saul is? I mean, do, do you not know what he's capable of doing, what he's already done? And you want me to go down and talk to him? Oh, pass that on to somebody else. No, you go. 
I have a job for you. You go. And you do the work that God would have you to do. When was the last time that you asked, God, what do you want to do through my life? God, what do you want to do through my life? Are you ready to walk by faith? Wherever he leads me, we sing a song sometimes, he will lead me. Do you believe that? What do you want for me in my life? And I, am I ready to give you my life without reservation, without hesitation, without quandering, without second-guessing? And that list can go on and on because we've used those things. Do I trust God? And will I serve him? God gave us his word to direct us through this life. He gives us the opportunity at each time that we meet and any other time as well to be able to make a change in our life if that so be the case. So at this time as we look at our life and consider who we are, we look at our lives and we consider what is our relationship to God, as we consider our life and consider how am I trusting God right now with my life. If there's a need to make a change, if we could assist you, if we could help you, then indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.